Yep, 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 it's Friday. We made it. And one step closer to meteorological autumn, which will begin next week. Get ready. And welcome to Weather Jazz a world audience podcast about anything and everything, weather, science, earth science, and a whole lot more. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz Podcast, Andre Brodinger. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio, and this is episode number 363 for Friday, Friday, August the 26th, 2022. And yes, you heard correct. If this is the first time you're listening to Weather Jazz, after 363 episodes in Season 2 and almost 100 in Season 1, and after 17 years of podcasting history, I will be taking a well-deserved break and kind of assessing things. Incidentally, what does that mean for the supporters, the current supporters of Weather Jazz? First of all, and right up front... I want to thank every single person who has ever contributed to the success of Weather Jazz, whether that is from your financial support or by being a guest and or a regular contributor. Thank you so much. It means a great deal to me. I could never repay that back other than to make sure that every single program has every ounce of effort to make it the very best that it could be. And also, beginning on September the 1st, especially since there'll be no programs for a little while, I will be suspending the supporter page. I really don't think it's fair to draw financial support with a program that's not putting out any episodes. And eventually, I will decide what Season 3 will look like, and I'll let you know what that is via weatherjazz.com. And the first couple of episodes of Season 3 still yet to be announced. Now, admittedly, there's a lot going on in the Burning Air household. And this is just one way and one element and one method of examining just exactly how to bring a little more balance in life. And it's going to be a great exercise of self-introspection and examination. I am absolutely convinced that I'm going to be a whole lot stronger on the other side of this as Season 3 gets closer to launch. Again, keep an eye on weatherjazz.com if you're a Weather Jazz fan, and I'll periodically be posting some text updates and blog posts and let you know what is going on. Well, on Monday, I released an episode, 361, and certainly worthy of your time to go back and listen to it if you have not yet already done that. And my guest was morning meteorologist from WJW Television, Scott Sable, certainly somebody who is really, really into analysis 
of not only near term, which is what he does daily on the morning show to help to get you prepared for the day's weather, but also medium and long term as well. So as we begin to prepare to look at some of the winter weather parameters, an exercise that really begins right around September the 1st, I thought it'd be a good idea to talk about what those parameters are and perhaps give you a sneak peek as to what September is looking like the way that we're reading things right now. Not necessarily that it is a precursor to winter, but rather the setup. And we'll see just exactly what we have in the medium-term forecast as we prepare to flip our calendars over to the month of September next week. So right after the break, Scott Sable and I with lots of great weather nerdy conversation about the medium-term forecast as we approach September. All right. Well, we're about ready to flip our calendars over to the month of September right. pretty soon. And a lot of people are wondering... They were already asking me, what is the winter going to be like? Only because the Old Farmer's Almanac published theirs. They tend to do theirs nice and early. Mm -hmm. Uh, And of course, it's gloom and doom. Break out your snow shovels from Seattle to Boston and down to Atlanta, Georgia. It's going to be a tough winter. Uh, But we don't really start looking at parameters. Not quite yet, but we're approaching that season. What are we looking at? You're right. You're right. And I remember one time back in July, I forget what year it was, six, seven years ago, and I posted uh, on my blog. And I'll, I'll readily admit I did it for clicks just to see what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so I said, hey, here's a nice sneak peek at the winter outlook. Well, of course, everyone clicked on it. And it was basically one parameter. It was an El Nino. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. And so it, it taught me one of two things. One, people will, 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 will click on it, hook, line, and sinker, and they'll go for it. And two... <laughs> You better be pretty careful now you post. But then I kind of retracted that and said, look, I just did that just to show you one parameter. But yeah, you're right. I mean, we're heading into um, what is now looking like a, uh, uh, I want to call it a triple dip La Nina, you know, our third consecutive winter with a La Nina, mm-hmm. you know, the La Nina kind of backed. I remember this last summer, it backed off and went neutral. And then it kind of it had a little resurgence last winter. And then it, it didn't back off nearly as much this summer. Right. But the models now, which are a little more accurate now than they are in spring, are starting to show it having some staying power, at least through probably the turn of the year into January. And, you know, once you start getting that locked in in January, even if it were to back off in February, March, the, the, the parameters we look at for the second half of the winter change anyway. So La Nina, I think, is going to be another big driver. I think another big driver too that we're looking at is what's going on in the uh, Indian Ocean. You know, the, the uh, Indian, uh, it's called the uh, IOD. Oh, okay. And we're going to be looking at that as well to see how that kind of connects with the, uh, uh, with the La Nina. So, you know, there's a couple things going on here. And of course, the Northern Pacific, the Northern Pacific ocean temperatures have been, you know, above normal, which, which can play a big role. It did oh. back in 2013, 2014. Yeah. You know, yeah. you heard about the Pacific blob or right. the warm blob or what have you. So all those, and, and, and here's the big thing. And I know I've mentioned this in Weather Jazz before, you know, creating a seasonal outlook. I don't care who you are or where you work. It's like, it's like you put the casserole in the oven, you know, for dinner here tonight. You know, it's, you can have grandma's casserole and you can have a dozen ingredients. You can do it. You can make that casserole every time exactly the same. You think you got it right, but 
it might mm-hmm. taste different every single right. time. And that's kind of a winter outlook. It's not a linear, just piece these things together and add them all up and, and come up with a, a solution. You know, it's very nonlinear. And sometimes it doesn't always work out, even though everything on paper might look exactly the same. So, but those are just a couple. I think La Nina, what's going on in the Indian Ocean, the Northern Pacific. And there's a handful of others too that I think we're going to start to piece together here, probably into what, Andre, late September, yeah. early October. I think we'll have a better handle on that. Oh, by the time we get to, we like to have everything almost nailed down by uh, mid-October and we'll be releasing our winter weather outlook. Uh, I think it's on October 26th this year, Mm -hmm. uh, somewhere in there. And by the way, how did you know, how did you know that I had a casserole in the oven? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I do. Well, you kind of mentioned that to me earlier too, but I mean. (laughs) I cook on Sundays. Yeah. A A lot of people may not know that. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You said you cook on Sunday. I figure, well, either you're grilling or you're putting some in the oven. So I figure, well, it's in the oven. It's a casserole. It's in the oven. You know? So yeah, there casseroles are, are real, are real staples around uh, our house. Uh, mm-hmm. So anyway, you're welcome to come over. You, Tina, come on over with the kids and you can sample some of my uh, French Canadian pâté chinois. Wow. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. Now, my kids eat a lot, so I hate to be rude, but they might uh, they might eat you out of the house. Is that all right? Or uh, <laughs> let me think about that. Be, no, be, no, I'm just kidding. No, we we've got plenty. We usually cook a boatload on Sunday to carry over mm-hmm. into part of the week. So sure, absolutely. That's, that's the way we flow. And little did the folks know that they would be getting a, a little culinary. Uh, outlook on the Bernier and Sable family on weather jazz. And that's something we usually do on Fridays, open line Friday. Oh yeah. Yeah. We had like for dinner right before um, uh, we were recording this, I cooked some chicken on the grill, which we do a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of like everything was, was homegrown. It was not the chicken, but the uh, cucumber <laughs> tomato salad, that. but the chicken, that'd be a whole different, whole different show. Um, zucchini. We had corn from down the street. Um, you know, I mean, so that's the stuff we love to eat. And then the kids kind of get sick of it by October, but by that time it's it's out of season. Right. So you enjoy it. You enjoy it while you can. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, you, you were talking about, you know, the winter outlook. Uh, I was just thinking here, I know everyone wants to have specifics, but you know, it's, it's way too early for specifics. You know, we always talk about that. You know, I remember last winter we talked about how it was going to be a uh, it was going to be a slow winter and then you would start to see things change. And sure enough, boy, did it change. Mm-hmm. I mean, the switch flipped and our summer outlook, by the way, it was a, a little different. We were talking about how the summer was going to be slow and it would be back ended with heat. And I think it did. If I remember correctly, we did have, we probably had more heat at the beginning than what we initially anticipated. More than we thought. And we thought a stormy start and unfortunately yeah. it was dry. So so we mm-hmm. had a couple of things that uh, were miscues, but hey, that's the way those kinds of outlooks go. It's not right. uh, a forecast of sunny with a high of 85 and you have plus or minus a few degrees. Sure. It's, um, you know, there's a lot more that goes into it and it's fascinating stuff. And I think that's what fascinates most people about long range forecasting. I agree, especially when it comes to winter, because winter affects everybody. You know, I always do my the one tweet I always put out every year. And it's a little sarcastic because I can be a little, a little dry and a little sarcastic. But I, every, the first snowflakes fall, I go, here it is. Everyone, 
reacting to the first snowflakes mm-hmm. as if they're flakes of battery acid falling from the sky, even that. though we know it's coming, mm-hmm. but we react to it the same way every year. Um, but yeah, I mean, it affects weather affects everybody, you know, and it's a multi-billion dollar business, you know, seasonal outlooks. I mean, you have companies, you have hedge funds in New York, you have agriculture, you have, I mean, you have a whole slew of companies and, and um, uh, industries that didn't exist or at least they didn't use long range forecasting like this 25, 30 years ago. It just didn't happen like it does now. So, so it's big business. So they, you know, they must be onto something. And so we always try to learn, learn from a lot of the experts that have been doing it a long time too. And by the way, your humor of the first few flakes of snow, Bob Newhart would be very proud of you. Oh, I always, oh, he was, he was the king of dry humor. He always yeah. had that straight face. Yeah. He would delivery is everything. Uh, Oh yeah, it is. I remember my, my parents used to watch Bob Newhart all the time and I knew that that was my cue. Okay. It's nine 30. I was a little kid at the time. All right. Time to go to bed, you know, mm-hmm. nine 30. Right. All right. Yep. Get the sack. So, well, uh, give your other podcast a, a plug here because you and your brother are involved mm-hmm. in a sports podcast. Of course, uh, John now works for Fox eight and it's kind of fun right. having the Sable brothers and Fox eight. Tell us a little bit about your sports uh, podcast. How often do you update it? Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. Yeah. So we started this uh, June, July of last year, June of June, July of 2021. It's called Sable Brothers on the Baseline Podcast. And it's a podcast about Cleveland sports. And I know there's a slew of Cleveland sports podcasts, but what we try to do is is interview people, uh, you know, past history, talk about and interview people who were involved in maybe some of the stories and some of the, um, you know, some of the elements of, of past Cleveland sports that maybe you hadn't even heard of before. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a behind the scenes look at, you know, we're going to interview a lot of people that everybody knows, but there'll be people that we interview that you don't know. And you're like, wow, I didn't know that guy or gal was mm-hmm. part of that. Oh, that's mm-hmm. an interesting story. Yeah. Um, so we do, we, 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 uh, every other week, um, now for well, a little over a year, we've been releasing episodes. And, and so it's, it's something we've been wanting to do for a long time. Now, my brother used to live in Tampa, Florida. And so our schedules never matched up. And then, you know, we started this last summer and then who knew that six months later, he'd be working at Fox. Right. It was just happened to work out that yeah. way. So, uh, yeah, so we try to get in contact with people and it's amazing. And Andre, I'm sure you've ran into this before. It's amazing how many people will be willing to talk to you that you would never think would be willing to be on a podcast. Mm-hmm. And some of them, you know, I'm surprised. Like, oh, that's a really neat story. You know, you go on with preconceived notions and most of the time you're like, wow, I, that was, that was enlightening. And you come out of there with a new, uh, a new outlook on, on the person and, and the story and, and the history behind it. So you can check out on an Apple, Apple podcast, Spotify, you can d- check it out on the internet, Sable brothers and the baseline. And we'll be talking a lot of football too, because we're heading yeah. into football season. Yeah. Well, the, the Browns lost today by only one point. I don't mm-hmm. know if you watched um, <laughs> part of it. Okay. Uh, but you know, the pre it's preseason. It is. is. And I have one more question. It's a sports question for you. Kind of, sort of. Is your high school motto uh, for the band still loud is good? I believe it Ah. is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hudson, Hudson high school. Hudson Hudson explorers. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. 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 That's, I believe that's their, that's their motto. And they're sticking with it. you, they stick it and, and you'll know it when they come I mean, There's a lot of great bands out there, but of course I'm partial to Hudson, but I mean, yeah, you'll, you'll hear them when they, uh, when they show up, that's for sure. And uh, what kind of a football team will they have this year? Do you know? You know, I don't, I haven't been keeping up. Mm-hmm. I gotta, you know, I have to talk to my brother mm-hmm. and I have to talk to Danny Coglin oh, yeah. because he's, you know, cause Danny, 
you know, he's 85 and he knows more about stuff than I'll ever, than I'll ever, he's forgotten stuff that I'll, 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 I'll never remember. Uh, but, um, you know, I think that, that, you know, they were strong last year. They'll be strong again this year. So yeah, it's hard to believe we're heading into that season. Week one was already, already in the books last Friday. Um, pumpkin spice lattes coming your way here pretty soon. Uh, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, quick. Can I do a quick pumpkin story? Oh, Andre? absolutely. Go for it. All right. So, so this was maybe six years ago. We had, um, we had, you know, we had pumpkins on the porch and, um, I forgot one, it kind of rotted and then it got covered up with an early season snow and I kind of forgot about it. So it was laying in the mulch and then maybe it was around Christmas. I finally, the snow melted off and I'm like, all right, I get to get rid of this pumpkin. It's just, it, it looks gross. So I, I scoop it up and I throw it in the woods. So next spring I see something growing out of the mulch. I'm like, what? And I forgot about the pumpkin. What is this? And so a pumpkin, you know, the seeds got into the mulch uh, and germinated. Mm-hmm. And I had this pumpkin vine that grew around the house, a good 20, 25 oh, feet. Wow. And the neighbors were wondering, what is this thing? <laughs> um, it was a pumpkin. It had a couple of pumpkins on it. Of course, the next year I tried to do that on purpose and it wouldn't work. So of course, yeah. So, so that was kind of neat. So yeah, it, it, it's a fun time of year. Well, Scott, thanks for coming on. And mm-hmm. uh, again, we're on the home stretch of season two at Weather Jazz. We'll be taking a two month, uh, at least a two month mm-hmm. sabbatical and uh, figuring out uh, just exactly how we're going to fine tune and tweak for season three. If there will mm-hmm. be a season three, of course, naturally we want to hear from those of you out in the audience, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. If you have any ideas scott good to have you on the uh, the program and uh, we'll uh, catch you at the skunk works there you go thanks again andre appreciate it perhaps that gives you a little idea of where we are headed going into the autumn months meteorological autumn begins on Thursday, September 1st, next week. Can you believe that we're already talking about September? I have been noticing that some of the trees are starting to set things up for a change of autumnal color. Sometimes you can see little hints of that, little branches, or perhaps some of the trees that are a bit more stressed, starting to sport a little color. I've been starting to see some of that recently in the last couple of weeks, Obviously, that will accelerate with time as we head into early October and the peak of the fall foliage season here, which will be in mid-October. Well, if you know somebody who is interested in medium and long-range forecasting and how it's done, make sure you point them to Weather Jazz, episode number 363. These tend to be very, very popular downloads and listens, and I hope that you benefit and enjoy. In the meantime, this is Friday, and I've only got two more opportunities to really brag on the people that make this program shine with many of the implements and many of the tools that I need to do exactly that. My special thanks to Andrea Rich in Tennessee, Bill Martin in Florida, in Ohio, Rose Moore, Brian and Christine Barnes, Will and Tanya Krause, and Dale Osborne. In the state of Vermont, Victoria Singer and Kean Galunas. And in Northern Virginia, Neil and Don Manassa. Thank you again for making this program shine and giving me so much encouragement by coming alongside and financially supporting me and Weather Jazz so that I can produce this program 
with what I hope has been absolute excellence. And if you have a topic suggestion or a question, you quite literally have only one more week in order to make your voice be heard for at least a little while. So I welcome your input, even if it's just to say, I enjoy Weather Jazz and I thank you for making this program available and maybe telling me what you think season three ought to look like, because I'll still be assessing that over the course of the next few months. So you may have an input on that. You can contact me, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. And also, you can leave me a voicemail on the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line. That will continue to operate even in the period between Season 2 and Season 3. You can call me at 234-525-5888. And again, a reminder, make sure that you're constantly looking out for some blog posts after Season 2 has ended at weatherjazz at yahoo.com. I'll try to keep you posted as to what is happening and what I'm thinking. I've got some ideas already that I think will really fine-tune and tweak things to the point where you will enjoy things and it'll give me the margin I need in order to produce the very best kind of program that I can for you. I'll tell you what, I've got a very special week for you next week. And the concluding episode, episode number 366, is something I've had running in the back of my mind for a little while. I think you're going to enjoy it. I have a very special guest, but I'm not going to tell you who it is just yet. You'll have to tune in next week. Have a great weekend. Looks like a really nice one in the Ohio Valley. If you like it cool and dry, Saturday's your day. If you'd like it a little more summery and maybe a touch more humid with plenty of sun, Sunday's your day. I like the idea of both. So for me, it's going to be the pick weekend, the kind that we really like to see around here. And wherever it is you are tuning in from and listening from, I hope it's a great weekend for you too. We'll catch you on Monday. Weather and science across the globe.